Welcome back to a brand new episode of Too Many Trailers. This is Kelsey speaking. And I'm Marianne. We're your pilots for today. <laughs> We're your pilots for today's flight. <laughs> I wish that you would never try to let us be your pilots oh because my gosh. we don't know how to do I that. I know. That's bad. <laughs> Kelsey's like wide-eyed and like very I'm very scared for the imaginary place. people that we're taking on this flight to Australia. Like this is bad. Why are we taking them on a flight to Australia? This is like, like a, so far. I know. Wow. You know, whoever How do pilots stay awake for such long flights. Um it's called autopilot <laughs> and also shifts. That's why there's like three pilots on a plane at all times. And caffeine, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. Could you imagine a pilot? You know what? We're not going on this route because we're actually going to go right into the episode. Um, and we're going to go right into a wonderful corrections corner. That's we, actually Kelsey and not me this time. Oh my god, it's, it's always me because I always make rash statements and never check my facts. And you know what? That's okay. Thank you, Kelsey. It's a podcast, not a fact machine. It's very true. Anyway. Okay. It's so, not a press conference. No, either. it's <laughs> thankfully not. <laughs> I would cry. We only have to do this live when we want to. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the corrections corner um, for this week is speaking on the Downton Abbey episode. Last time we put out an episode, last time I said that there were three seasons and a movie. Um, much to my chagrin and very happy notion, there's actually six seasons. I am now currently halfway through this series. Instead of being done with it. Exactly. So that's exciting. It's great. I'm so looking forward to the English melodrama. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of our Corrective Corner. We're never All going right. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this week we have two trailers. trailers. <laughs> I would say wonderful trailers. No, I mean, like, it's more context that we'll, I... We'll, we'll, dis- we'll discuss. Delve in. Um, and what, what trailers are those? So we are going to cover Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, can we call it MOE instead of... <laughs> Mistress... <laughs> Maleficent Mo. <laughs> M-M-O-E. I was literally just calling it Maleficent 2 because That's... Mistress of Evil was driving me yeah. bananas. Maleficent 2... A little bit more catchier, one would say. But who am I? <laughs> who am I just, to name a film? <laughs> I'm just a trailer critic. I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> and the other trailer we'll be discussing is Joker. God Moving right along. Damn it. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Maleficent first because I, it's going to be a much nicer conversation. I feel like a little bit more fluffier in the sense of the topics that are in the discussion. And then we'll go into Joker and just go hard. And go home. I'm already here, so. Uh, Go hard and go to bed. That's really how I'm feeling. That's more more accurate. Yep. Alrighty, let's jump right in. To the behind the trailer fix? Absolutely. Alright. Alright. So, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. You have to say it every time like that now. God damn it. Yes. Fine, I guess. Okay, so the director is Joachim Hroning. Is it that or is it Joachim? No, Joachim would have a Q. And it's, and it's, I believe it's Swedish. So it's... You're right, he did have the line. Yeah, the the O. I forgot what, there's a specific name for that O slash thing. It would probably be like Joachim Hroning, I would think, maybe. Why can you do a Swedish accent? And I can't pronounce American names. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Um, so he uh, directed the newest Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the one last that, one. Yeah, five. The one that we were like, aren't we done? <laughs> and they <laughs> were like, surprise, like, more Pirates of the Caribbean. That no one like, asked for. Exactly. Um, so he directed that and I mean, some other a, things, but that right. was like the biggest thing he's directed. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of CGI in that film. So you're like directing people with like green balls everywhere. And then you're also just directing high budget actors. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. So the writers for this trailer is Micah Fitzerman Blue, Noah Hapster, and Linda Wolverton, who has also written the screenplay and story. Yes. Yeah. 
So um, Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster um, have worked together on some other projects, including they both wrote <coughs> on um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the new oh, is that uh, the Mr. Tom Rogers Hanks yes, film, or is that the Hanks documentary film with, uh, about Mr. Rogers? Um, and then Linda Wolverton mm -hmm. is quite a lady, if you haven't heard of her. She a downer countess <laughs> type lady. I'm, I'm sorry, I still downed <laughs> <laughs> um, the downer. No, she's written like all of Disney. Jesus Christ! She was a writer on because it said like characters by or whatever, and I was like, oh, excuse cool. me, characters. So how old is she? Let me just tell you, she's old. <laughs> <laughs> so I was about to say, it was she's like, older. No, she wrote Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Like, obviously, she wasn't the only writer on it. Right, she was but part like, of like the when team. The, like the new Lion King came out, they had to recredit her for the characters and all of the adaptations and things like that. Um, so Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, my queen, Lion King, and then like all of the like the new Cinderellas, the new Beauty and the Beast, all of that. And then she also wrote Homeward Bound. Oh, the movie that makes me sob unconditionally. Oh, no. I love Homeward Bound so much. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I used to rent it from the library. Um, and then the composer yes. for this film is Jeff Zanelli. He um, did the music also for Christopher Robin. Okay. And also that like newest Pirates film. All right, so we got some pirates. Uh, so like we've got some range in what we can do. Yeah. So that means we can do like the big like actiony yeah. thing, and then we can do like the smaller, mellower stuff, which I feel like this might have a range of. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So you wanna you wanna tell us about the cast? Don't I ever? Uh, so the cast we have David Giassi, we have Angelina Jolie reprising her role as Maleficent, the mistress of evil. We have. Michelle Pfeiffer. Was she in the original, the first one? No. no. Uh, we have Elle Fanning. Yes. Our queen. Juno Temple. Ed Screen. Imelda Staunton. Oh, oh, hands up! People on Rainbow Connection from Marianne. Um, so, Imelda Staunton, who, funnily enough, we mentioned as a Rainbow Connection wait, in our wait, last wait. episode <laughs> from Joe Navi. Imagine me and you. No, not imagine me and you, but I love that that's what you went to first. Wait, we're on the Imagine Me and You counter at four, I think. Yeah, we, we, did, we talked about it even though she wasn't in it. Nor is my connection to Imagine okay. Me and You. Melda Staunton, once again, everybody, um, was, played <laughs> Professor Umbridge. Why do I like keep forgetting that she played Professor Umbridge? It's all right. <sighs> it's all right. And mm -hmm. has played... A lot of other characters that we've talked Quite about. She's been bit. mentioned many times through our podcast. I gotta she say, we should start keeping a count on her because she's like killing it in British cinema. I'll have to go back. <laughs> I'll have to go through her filmography and start writing down a counter on her master log. Yeah, this is at least like the third time, yeah. fourth time we've brought her up. So we're at I mean, this is two episodes in a row. Yeah, that's God pretty damn. impressive. God damn, Amelda. Amelda, you're you're fucking you're rocking it. I love it. So, but she was in the movie Pride. Ah, yes. And she... Why do I keep... I need to, like, start remembering this so I don't... Okay. So I'm not surprised every single time. And do you know what else she has a connection to since she was in Pride? Bill Nye. Bill Nye, my favorite person on the planet. Who I was thinking that every episode we should do a... Bill Nye game, kind of like the Kevin Bacon game, and you just oh. have to see how many connections it I'm takes to you to get to totally Bill Nye. And I am so You are down. winning this. Right I now. love it. So um, he's one connection away. Great. So An impressive feat. <laughs> so every single trailer we have to do. So we have to do this for Joker too, just like FII. Oh, mother of God! Oh, every single trailer now that I thought I was going to do it once an episode. Okay, we'll do it. Mm, We'll do it once an episode if we can do it once an episode. If not, we if we can find another one in the second. We'll oh yeah, yeah. If I yeah. can do it more than once, that's yeah, totally fine. Absolutely. But if I can only do, do it once, I'm not, I'm not gonna, gonna. No, oh, we're fabulous. not gonna like. No stress. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. So we also have Harris Dickinson. And Shitwell Eviatore, and we're gonna repeat that name because it sounded wrong. It's Chitwell. Chitwell Eviatore. That was good, yeah. 
And we have, last but not least, Chitwell Ejiofor. All right. Who is huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Kelsey, yes. before we um, jump right into the trailer, yes. tell me about your connection, your feelings to the first Maleficent movie. You mean the movie I did not see? <laughs> oh, wait, you haven't really you I haven't haven't seen, seen it at no. all? It's just not a movie, like, I have any, like, interest in seeing. I know we're doing a lot of... This is, like, the villain episode. Oh, my God. I just realized that. <laughs> I literally just realized that because this... In Leffitson's movie, she's... She's, the, like, the villain. Well, I mean, she's... They're, they're both not... We will get into that later. Yes. Um, it's just not a movie I have any interest because of the fact that probably maybe bring this up in again in the Joker trailer discussion. Why do we need a second film to this first one? Did the first one leave in a cliffhanger or no. anything? No. So I feel like That's that's part of my discussion. Yeah, because later. I feel like But so okay, you didn't well, you didn't see the first one? I didn't see the first one because okay. I felt like it was kind of like not pointless. But Wow. <laughs> wow. I just felt as though it's like we know the story. We we kind of can like work around the story of Maleficent from the original Sleeping Beauty. Ish. You don't get much about her. In Sleeping but we can Beauty. we just do that in a book, and then maybe like but it's fun to do it in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great argument. Um, I just like feel like a lot of the movie can be explained in like a novel or a series or something that could be. This is a this is a movie trailer podcast. I understand that, but I just feel like the original movie didn't need to Oh. I just like I have no like connection to it. I didn't like Sleeping Beauty movies. The, that movie. Rough. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm trying, like I know. We're gonna go to me in a second. <laughs> um and um so I have like no connection to it, so I really can't offer like she was my queen back then or some or whatever. I'm, I'm also glad she wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, so what is your connection to the film? So I always really loved Sleeping Beauty as a kid. Okay. And I think, honestly, it's because it was the one Disney VHS we didn't own. Mm. So I only got to watch it at other people's house. So it was always a big deal. Okay. Um, and I also really liked the part where the fairies are going back and forth, turning her dress blue to pink back and forth. Mm-hmm. That was a big like fave thing and I was like this is the funniest moment in any Disney movie ever we should buy this movie and my mom never did so here we are <laughs> no shame um, none at all but um I always really liked it but so yeah I saw it in theaters with my friend um and I liked a lot of the backstory ideas yeah. there were some parts where I was like all right we're getting a little out of hand don't you think yeah but they always get to that point I mean that's every it was kind of like in the mo- in the film, film Noah when the rocks started moving by themselves it became like rock monsters and I was like why do we feel the need to do this don't we think like an, a flood of the earth is a big enough problem we don't have to deal with all this other shit can I just pause okay so Marion and I maybe like three years ago I want to say it has to be probably three or four years um, ago we somehow got on the topic of Noah because there was some actors in there that we really wanted to like watch it for so we decided to watch the film and boy was that a mistake it's a really good thing we were drinking. Oh my god, that movie was so bad. It was so bad. So bad. So long. And then there were rock creatures in there. And I was like, is this in the Bible? Did no. I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did we miss something in school? <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. It's okay. So yeah, but um, so there were some parts where I was like, okay, we didn't need to add all this extra stuff, but it's fine. Um, but it was funny. It was cute. It was like a good kids movie. Um, the background was basically that Maleficent was a was really good and really kind and was protector of like all the other like fairy okay. creatures and stuff like that. That kind of makes me feel like Shrek. Um, <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Just like Maleficent coming out of a bathroom. <laughs> but yes, so um, she was like protector of like the fairies and all the other like creatures and stuff like that. Um, and then she, um, she had been in love with this, um, with this guy, and like they had been like, you know, like in a relationship for a little bit. And he was a human. And then they, um, he 
wanted to win the kingdom and one of the ways that you could was by removing Maleficent's wings. So she, he um, came back after a while and like they, pretty much it's like coding as he slept with her but then drugged her and then took her wings off. Oh, boy, that's um, and that's dark. when she turned and that's when she turned evil. And that's wow. what and, that, and then he became the okay. king. In like the Sleeping Beauty, it's king. Like right? Prince Charming, essentially. No, no, no. So the king, that's Aurora's dad. Oh, the king, the king, king. So Sleeping okay. Beauty's dead. Um, and then that's why Maleficent came and cursed Aurora oh. because wow. of what her dad did to Maleficent. And then, but then the difference in the Maleficent movie is that when the fairies have pause, yep. That information was from the cartoon movie? No, this is all from the Maleficent, first Maleficent movie. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, damn, Disney <laughs> was dark back then. I mean... I mean, still, they still were. Yeah. However, so they, in a children's movie, they essentially alluded to non-consensual okay. sex and no, so rape, I should say. I feel like this, he drugged her after that. Oh, so they had consensual sex, and you didn't sex have like, then, yeah, and yeah. it didn't quote unquote consensual sex and it of didn't, the time, and, and it like, wasn't like even like you know how sometimes in like movies where they don't want to like actually like have a sex scene or anything, they like lead into it very easily. Right. They didn't do that. They were kind of like together and talking and things like that, and they'd been removed from each other for a long time, okay. and then all of a sudden she's like he in drugs bed her or something, and then um, like, well, like she's a fairy, so she sleeps like on the grass. Um, <laughs> So like, I have thoughts about that. They're like they're like on the grass lane talking to each right. other, and then he drugs her. Okay. So um, okay. So the drug so that wasn't he can, part of the whole thing. Right. Okay. So like Thank I God. coded it for myself as like it was if this was not a PG rated film, you would have they would have had sex, right? You and then he would have tumbling her. at least in the grass at least if it was PG thirteen, which yeah. was implying would be implying wow. of a sexual yep relation. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All right. I mean, okay. So, that, it's a little bit better. Nothing was told about a relationship between the king and the uh, because so in the trailer, is, in right? The first so, one, so or in this one either. So <laughs> this, um, um, and then after, so like she, um, so they have the fairies take yeah. Aurora to keep her safe until she turns sixteen, when this curse will be broken, and then she. Um, Maleficent ends up like caring for Aurora, like yeah, like a, like a mother, mother. Like a, she calls figure. her her fairy godmother. Okay. Um. So like she like well, she saves her in certain instances and right. things like that. And the really great part about the first Maleficent movie that I really liked. Damn it! Let me still have to get to my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a long episode, people. That, fuck. Um. That I really like is that the end of it is that. Um. So in the traditional Sleeping Beauty movie. True love's kiss is what wakes up Aurora. Right. And that true love is Prince Philip, who she's never met before, who goes through the forest, like, and... And he's, like, to him. red romper. And so what happens in Maleficent is that he comes in, and they're like, it's true True love is what will save her. And then he goes and kisses her, and nothing happens. Oh! And then when Maleficent, like, gives her a kiss on the oh, forehead, then she wakes up. Kiss. I love that. And right? it's not gross. Right. So she, like, kisses her on the forehead, and she's like, you need to wake up. And then she wakes up. <gasps> so right, I was like, so, okay. so we took so a nice feminist text, and like in it, the first Maleficent movie, very right, good. I really okay. So that, you should see this movie. That makes me feel a lot better because I was really like, oh, this trailer is just like pure action and just about Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. and her cheek prosthetics. Like that's really what the trailer was like telling. Oh, me I know. So from that's, that's like, <clears throat> well, I know. So this is like that's all the background for the first movie. Which is important for people to know, especially if you want to have people go see this movie. And especially if you have a long gap between your original Which film was and like your second three film. Years. It was a while ago. Like three years. I'm going to fact check. Okay. Um, but the other funny thing about Maleficent <laughs> is that it somehow is my dad's low-key favorite movie. <laughs> low-key. <laughs> Not low-key. It is high-key one of his favorite <laughs> films. Every single time Marianne's father is watching Maleficent, I text you. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's I been probably, five years I've since the first one probably, came out. Oh my god, Jesus. Um, and I would probably, well, it makes sense, but also not. Um, every time she texts me, it's probably been about ten times. At least. At minimum. 
that I'll be like, I'll text Kelsey and I'll be like, he's my dad's watching Maleficent because like he doesn't like seek it out, but anytime it's on, he just like watches he watches it, it but he Same watches with the Noah. whole thing. <laughs> like he doesn't even like flip through it occasionally. He like watches it start to finish <laughs> if it's on. And he, oh, it's, God, it's so hysterical because one time I like came by and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, you watching Maleficent? He was like, it's, it's not a bad movie. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, my dad who hard for some opinions. context only watches westerns and civil war films and like yeah, civil correct. war documentaries. <laughs> Excuse me, documentaries. And then Maleficent and Noah. <laughs> Big How range. did this happen? Big range. Yeah, so Good for um, him. It's it's my favorite like fun fact about Maleficent <laughs> is that my dad likes to watch it every Nothing time about the movie. He'll be like he'll be like, Oh I don't and then sometimes he'll be like, Oh, I don't even like it that much and I'll be like, Really? Because mm. we're three quarters of the way through and you haven't even changed it during the commercial breaks. So <laughs> Good for him. Right? But like anybody can enjoy this film. It's yeah. a feminist text. God damn feminist text. That's right. Yes. All right. Should we actually jump into the real life trailer this time? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. On a technical level, uh-huh. if there were any more fade outs, this trailer would have just been completely dark. Like it was just. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna. Because if see Kelsey her. hates one thing, it's a fade out. It's a fucking fade out. Put that to my opposite list. I, I know. Instead of Kelsey loves it good, it's Kelsey hates, hates a, a fucking fade out. Fade out. It's just like. Just it's okay for like a hardish cut. Like you don't have to fade out everything. Like I understand like because there's a lot of like harsh colors, it's very bright, so maybe like chopping it up very quickly would probably be like a very seizure-ish warning. So I understand that. However, maybe don't tone your movies so brightly and then we can function. It's like a lot of contrast and like in the first one too, it's that it's like all the scenes with like Maleficent and um, in some scenes are very all dark, and then anytime Aurora's in, it's all light. Well, that's and it's like such a range, and like it's great for whatever it's color like, and it's symbolisms I understand. <laughs> but we don't have to be so dark with Maleficent no. and so Jesus bright Christ with no. Aurora. Like you can have like tones of like brightness. Like you right. can have that. Like there, there's a and a range of colors. Okay. And you should have Maleficent in more of a gray area to be Yeah, she's like if she's not technically, if we're gonna go in that villain Beth story route, it's the you you can have it, you know, have her shift color. She's a fucking fairy, like she can change colors. That's okay. God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah. What I got from like the first twenty seconds was like she's back and she's evil. <laughs> I actually want to know like all of your thoughts on what you thought this was gonna be like. It's kind of like when we watched another film that I like had no idea what was happening, and you were like, "No, this is what's happening." Like Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> no, <Nope. Every film? laughs> no, something else was a sequel, and I hadn't seen the first one, and you had. Oh. And I then I was like, vaguely, know I don't know what the fuck this is about. And Kelsey was like, "It's about all these things," and I was like, "Oh, was I supposed to <laughs> know that from the trailer?" Because oh, John I did Wick. Not. John Wick 3. John Wick 3. Chapter and there three. was something else, too. Probably. There's been a couple. There's been some. There's been a few. Um, however, we're turning the tables on you. I know. But, yeah. It's just, it's like, this trailer was very much action-oriented. Granted, this is the first trailer in a blockbuster film, so there's really, I mean, there's some yeah, plot you to know it. that it's going to be not heavy. Plot. Right. Um, I'm going to let you go since I... No, it's okay. Do you have other feelings on like what you thought this movie was going to be about uh, yeah. from the um, trailer? Because since you had no backstory. I really thought, because I only like really knew Maleficent from the trailer, um, I really thought this was just going to be like more of the same, essentially. Not so much a continuation of a story, because I felt as though there was no story from the first film. Just coming off the trailer, obviously. So you watched the first film trailer? Um, yeah, I watched okay. But then I watched like the first, yeah, second. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah. I mean. But, um, so there's really, like, no explanation and really good backstory to really draw you in to understand, like, what's really going on. Yeah, they don't, like, they, there's no, nothing. like, It's just background. literally, like, a sizzle reel of Angelina Jolie in prosthetic makeup. Pretty much. That's, but to me, it was just, like, she's fighting for something. 
And Elle Fanning's like pushing back because she's a teenager and it's like teenagehood and it's about motherhood. Now that I know, it's like essentially about, you know, learning to grow with your teenage daughter and everything. But she's also trying to, she, the kingdom is also pushing back on her because it's like also about adoption. I don't know. There's a lot of like issues going on here that it's like kind of a lot. And then all of a sudden you have this like big action sequence in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm just like, oh, look, it's Chitwell Ediofor. Oh, yeah, I know. That was random. But yeah, that's like really what I got about. It's a lot. <laughs> okay. It's a lot. I also have a lot of feelings on the fairies and their shitty CGI and how upsetting oh, it was yeah. to me. Yeah, they, in the first one, they were not good either. And I was like, really? We couldn't have done better than this, Disney? They look frightening. Like, those are, like, what my nightmares are made of. You mean the other things, like Maleficent with the really long feathered wings or the no, little fairies? No, the little fairies, like the, the red, the yeah. pink, blue, and green fairies, like, their heads are, like, oh, amalgamized. Yeah. Like, yeah. so weird. And I do not like it, and it's very upsetting. I'm putting it out there. No. <laughs> I know. So in the first one, they're only in, like, their fairy form for a little bit because most of the movie, they're taking care of Aurora, so they're pretending to be humans. Right. Which was nice. Which was, yeah. And then it seems like this one that they're really focusing on the fairy aspect, I feel like, because maybe they don't want to be... Because they don't have to Spine care for Aurora on, anymore. Right, but they're like trying to be like, we're around, but we're not. <laughs> we're trying to hide yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I was having trouble really getting a lot of like the fairy plot from this, but like I got the like Aurora is going to marry what's his face, Philip. And then I think. Sure, let's go with that. that. We're just going to go. We can always do a corrections corner. That is true. Um, and he. Um, so he has to sort of marry him, and then the, his parents are the ones that are evil. Was that Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer is his mom, oh, not Elle's mom. Okay. So, like, my other question was, was like, why is Maleficent the one going to your like meeting the parents dinner and not your like real life parents? Right. Yeah. What? But the like, fuck? so I was like, so after this. So then I was like, how far after the first film was this? Like two days? It has to be because, because I'm like, it has to be because a Elle Fanning did not age. Elle Fanning is perpetually years. twelve years old. I know, ridiculous. Um, but so I was like, so did you li continue to live in the forest with the fairies after you you found your real parents and stuff? I, Interesting. Uh, I don't know. It just so like I was like, um, all right, okay, Aurora, whatever the fuck you want to do, but um. Why did we have to take this wonderful story that was like pretty well wrapped up and everything like that and then go and make it a bigger deal where like there's going to be the mother-daughter tension which is fine and fine yeah. to explore but also like we don't have to like Maleficent doesn't need to prove herself being again. a good character again like that was the whole first movie we don't need to see that like we can see right. that the other mom is, is evil. evil like she's played by Michelle actually when does Michelle Pfeiffer play a good guy? Never. <laughs> so, like, why are we going through all of this again? It's for money. And that's, like, the only reason. And I think that's why I'm so, like, I don't need this. Because it's literally just a cash grab, as far as I know. Because it's going off the people being like, oh, my God, there's a new one. I loved the first one, even though it was, like, half a decade ago. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, like, it can just be put into a book. Like, we don't need it. And plus, you could probably make more money off of the book, too. Right. I mean, I mean more more of a profit, I should say. Right. But, yes. um, especially with Angelina Jolie and 99% of your film is CGI. I know. Um, so, yeah. It was... I don't think we needed a second Maleficent. Mm -hmm. If we had done a second one, it would have been... It just should have been they should have just done. Better. I feel like they could have done it in a different direction where it was like more of like more Aurora and her teaming up because in the first one they already had like a fallout kind of right. thing. So it's like we don't just need to do this, that it's again. It's the same movie, essentially. At least from what we're seeing in the trailer, um, not great. Kelsey. Yeah. Do you have any other feelings? Thoughts, um, opinions? I think I've angered them out okay. as much as I could. Okay. Um I don't know. I just like, eh. Eh. So you're going to see this movie? No. I don't, like, I just, I, I have to see the first one. Yeah, I think you should see the first one. And I think it's that's definitely enough. worth it. I think that's enough of 
I don't think I need to see the second one. You could watch the first one with my dad. <laughs> I'm just sit down next to you, Peter. Really, really did not know what to do with that no, information I when not. I said that. She was just like, what? I mean, hey, if I'm over your house and we're just chilling, if Maleficent and then suddenly and then Maleficent turns on, obviously my dad's gonna want to watch gonna it. Saunter into the living room and be yeah, like, he just like, watch this. Has like a fifth, uh, sixth Fuck. He has like an extra sense that's just like. I think Maleficent might be on soon. I better turn the television on to freeform. Did uh, the Maleficent movie like bite him and like got it like radioactive like issues and he has a Maleficent sense? Fucking maybe. I don't know. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Would you see this film in theaters or Netflix? Probably not. I, I imagine that when it eventually comes out. Disney Plus. On TV also, my dad will be watching it and I will watch it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I may if my dad... If I'm like, Dad, would you like to go to the movies to see Maleficent 2? I'll go with you. He'd probably be like, sure, I've seen that movie once. And I'd be like, actually, you've seen it a lot, but that's fine. So if he wants to go, I'll go with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll want to go, though. But right. um, if not, I'll see it on TV when he's watching it. It'll be there. It, it sure will. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back to delve into the trailer that is already causing me stress, Joker. Be back soon. Have a great break. Bye. All right, so welcome back from our break. Kelsey and I are so, so excited. really <laughs> looking forward to discussing this trailer, I mean, but we're going to, and we have a lot of feelings and a lot of comments and a lot to discuss. And it might not be a fun discussion, but it's a discussion I think that's important to have because the Joker film has been getting a lot of praise, which I feel like cinematically and technically, yes. Yes. I mean, but we're gonna go through we'll all go through of this, it, and I'll um, on our Twitter page, I'll retweet um, this article that mm-hmm. kind of supports a lot of my theories, um, especially because it was re- the review was written by, I believe she's a person of color, a woman of color too, and a lot of the reviews, and I think this is a lot of problems within yeah. reviewing film and the culture of that is that a lot of it and a lot of the praise is coming from white straight cis men. Yeah. But we're going to get into that in the discussion because we have to go behind the trailer facts and get through the slight, not terrible part at the beginning <laughs> and then we'll get into the actual discussion. All right. All right. So Joker, the director, Todd Phillips, writer, Todd Phillips <laughs> and Scott Phillips. Oh, I only saw one. Oh, I saw on Internet Movie Database. So I saw I. Scott Phillips as oh. the other um, right. co-writer. Okay. I did not, but that's fine. So I only know about Todd Phillips. So okay. Scott, that's, sorry. That's, <laughs> Scott, um, we're going to push you to side like usual. So. <laughs> Moving on. So sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> so Todd Phillips has done, um, directed and written also like the Hangover series. War That's dogs, right. Wrote Borat. So all of this, I was like, oh, movies that glorify men and their actions despite them not being good ones mm-hmm. and all this other bullshit. So um, I was Makes like, sense. great. Really excited to look for Marianne. So um, The composer. Wow, that makes so much sense now. Anyway, sorry to interrupt no, you. it's okay. That okay, cool. Anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So awesome. So great. <sighs> the composer is um, her name is Hilder. We a female. I know. We don't. This is like this. I'm second. happy about it, <laughs> but I'm mad about it for being in this film. Come on. I mean, hey, she can. I know. The only you gotta pay the bills. <laughs> you gotta pay the bills. Um, so her name is Hilder. There were a lot of letters with fancy things on them that I don't know how to say. Oh, Guana Dotier is what I'm going to go with because I don't know how to say that. <laughs> May I please look She's at She's Icelandic. Um, but so she did the music for the Mary Magdalene film with um, Rooney Mara. 
but that also had Joaquin Phoenix. What are you talking about? What? How do you not know what I'm talking about? I feel like I have a vague recollection of this film. I didn't see it. Neither did I. But I'm just like, wow, that is a, that is a movie. Uh-huh. But it also had Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Um, and she did the music for the Chernobyl movie. Or series, whatever's happening. Chernobyl. Now. Yeah. Oh We're, God. like, so, like, unhappy. I'm, like, I don't want to talk about this, but I do want to talk yes, about this. This thing is, like, this movie. We need to use our platform. <laughs> All right. All right. Tell me the cast. All right. We might have to get some lemonade in our systems. Um, oh, yeah. Fuck. We have, uh, for our cast, we have Joaquin Phoenix. We have Zazie Beetz. And she, if you don't know who she is, she was actually uh, Domino in the Deadpool 2. Oh. Yes. Um, oh, crossing over. Mm-hmm. Wonder which film she enjoyed making more. I hope to God it was <laughs> Deadpool 2. So, so do I. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so... Hold your hat. Robert De Niro is in this movie. I saw. I figured he could be. Yeah. Um, Jolie Chan. We have Mark Maron. Do you know who he is? No. So he's a really big podcaster uh, oh. and actor. He He's in Glow. He has been oh. in um, uh, the movie about reporting the Rolling Stone, Almost Famous. Sure. Um, he's a huge. His podcast is WTF with Mark Maron. He has interviewed Barack mm-hmm. Obama, President Barack Obama, former president president. Just call him President Barack Obama. President Barack <laughs> Obama. Um, he is a big interviewer um, in his in the podcast genre. He is kind of like a staple almost. We have Francis Conroy. We have Mary Kate Millat, Shay Wiggum, Brett Cullen, Douglas Hodge, Brian Callen. Dante Peretta Olsen, Bill Camp, and Josh Pice. And we've returned from our second <laughs> mini break because we were too... We were drained from energy just from yeah. talking from... From thinking about having this good discussion. Yeah, I mean, honestly. like, we're... Honestly, this is not a fun discussion. Like, I think I mentioned, like, before. Right. It, but it's a discussion we have to have, and I think yes. we need to stop procrastinating and, and just fucking do it. Let's just rip the band-aid off. Let's do it. All, All right. right. Let's... Jump right in. So my initial reaction <sighs> right yeah. away is is any of this canon in any way? Okay. Do you know? And I was like, like how much? I did a little research because I was I was about to, when I first asked about when we first were kind of coming up with this idea. Um, I did a little research because I was about to like just go right off like this is not canon, this is not real, right? Because um, I believe in my life <laughs> what my chosen belief is is that the Christopher Nolan Batmans are the what only I canon. use yeah. as my canon Batmans therefore I'm like why would you even want another Joker after you did Heath Ledger A, a you're not no. going to get any better than that no. and B his backstory as he explained it was very different and I actually really felt good about that backstory for so Joker. the Heath Ledger Ledger Backstory is actually really interesting in terms of Joker because he actually changes his story every time someone asks him in the film, which I think is very, in, uh, like, of his character. Right. Because that makes he's a sociopath. Sense. He's a villain, and you know, and he's not gonna tell you the truth because no, he does a bad guy. Yeah. And I'm not to say that all sociopaths are villain. There are people with sociopathy. I, okay, let's start this with oh, saying, right. like, a disclaimer. Disclaimer. We're going to talk a lot about mental health. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. And I'm going to say this. Not all people like this are like that. Yes. You can put anything in between. I'm just relating it to this character. All right. <laughs> just and see. Um, he's a sociopath. And, you know, at least in Heath Ledger's context, that's how he works. He works to manipulate people. Yep. All right. So going back to the Joker canon, because I thought this was not his canon. It right. kind of is. Um, so well, god damn it. Yeah. I'm going to pretend none of this ever happened. So uh, Joker doesn't have like one particular origin. There, There's kind of like an amalgamation of like six or seven comics or, or books or anything that speaks to his origin story. There are a few that people consider like 
true canon or what they say is like what actually is mm -hmm. um and then there's theories about others essentially joker whomever the person was before the joker was was there's a couple saying that he was this guy in desperate need of money so he teamed up with these people who wanted to rob a bank and then eventually like bad things start to happen and then he jump he falls into a vat of chemicals and that's how his white skin is that's why he's like kind of disfigured because he okay yes i've heard yeah, that's that one. around the block also the other one is actually kind of more towards this film where he is this i don't know if this is the killing joke or another one where he is a wannabe stand-up comedian but he's actually like a sociopath and no one really likes him, so he starts to... Yeah, that's very close to what I was very getting from Yeah, um, where no one really likes him or is listening to him, and then he starts to go on this, like, villainous rampage because he actually is, like, a sociopath and um, just wants... To, not that he just wants to be liked, but, like, kind of like this thing where... It's hard to explain because it's, like, not de straight determined. Yeah. And then you have the killing joke, which a lot of people consider as canon, because it's actually like an extremely well-written backstory of Joker, even though that's not technically his canon. His actual, yeah. Um, it's kind of going on the same route as like he's he's this like guy with like some trouble, but he wants to try these things. But also, it kind of merges like he wants to rob a bank and also wants to become a stand-up comedian. Then his okay. wife dies or something. I don't know. It it's a I think because there's not like one particular like straight line of canon. Yeah. I think that's where things get kind of muddled. So. I bet. That's what I okay. did with my research. Okay. There's gonna be a lot of sighing in here. All right. Yeah, a lot of deep sighs. Um. So we watched the official trailer to this is like the first one, uh, not the second one that came out that kind of explains not even ex didn't even explain like that, I didn't so. watch the second one, so I have no it's, idea what it talks it's, about. Which is by it's essentially it the first one. It's it really just not. your like typical like second one explains more of the plot. Not really. I mean, it doesn't even really explain much of the plot, and, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know. Okay. Um. But anyway, let's yeah. talk about the first official trailer because that is what we are here yep. to do. So okay. so it kind of opens up with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker um, in therapy <laughs> which is already a bad thing oh my god kelsey is like squeezing her head and like eye like hands pressed into her eyes like so stressed oh, oh my god because okay so what the therapist is saying and i'm not sure if she's supposed to be harley quinn if they're going to introduce harley quinn because technically if Harley Quinn do Harley Quinn as a character of color, that'd be good. That'd be great. I'd be happy. That I mean, would be that, the one thing that I would like about this one film. thing. Just one thing. Because technically Harley Quinn character, who is only like introduced, I believe, in the cartoon. Yeah. She wasn't a, cart uh, a person in the comics until the cartoon came out. Hmm. And she was Joker's psychiatrist. Right. And she got manipulated by him to become Harley Quinn. So, so he's in therapy and she's asking questions that I've heard before where it's essentially saying like, are you depressed? And yada, 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 all, I, I shouldn't say that. Are you depressed and- Other questions. Other questions associated with trying to figure out what's quite going on with right. him. Um, and to me, that is saying that if you're depressed, you're a villain or you have villainous qualities it's just set a really bad taste in my mouth and a very bad tone of the film yeah it's like starting off on a very bad foot yeah you feel like you're already low and you're going lower as each time and for every second just second by second of yeah this and to say that someone if you're depressed you're automatically like not great is really putting a damper on the mental health like talk that like we need to have as like a community especially in men yeah which is really yeah this film tackles a lot about toxic masculinity and not in the ways you need to um especially because a lot of this is to me i mean even though i'm a woman to me this is saying that 
if you talk about your emotions or express your emotions, it's eventually going to go to like a bad and seedier place and just not turn out well. So I feel like though it's going to turn off a lot of people or a lot of people who have these feelings are going to recognize this and be like, oh, that's what I should do. <laughs> kill people. <laughs> oh, kill people. That's a good solution. So much better. At one point through the trailer, they did like the block amounts of text which I hated and it was, it was like just so it said like put on a happy face or whatever and I was like why I mean like I kind of like that it was classical like old music like I'm happy and that's that, fine but no but like the actual text oh, yeah. on it I was just like it was so that was like, when it actually said like put on a happy face or whatever I was like it reminded we me, don't need to do this it, <laughs> it reminded me of like an early 2000s film when they like kind of did that contrast of like it's gonna be gritty but we're gonna put text that's like not gritty because of like contrast and so I know it was such like a commentary and I hated that so much <laughs> I hated that it was just like this is the world of today but it's set in the 70s but look, look how this guy is treated because he's getting beat up by children Kelsey is using like the biggest oh, and like most emotional God. like hand gestures ever this is because I don't like this trailer <laughs> it sucks it really does. I mean, like, on a like technical level, too, it's not great. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, between the the film that they used to make it look like it was filmed in 1972 and the fact that, you know, you're not giving any depth at all. Like, you're, com you're using complete neutral tones, which is going to bore you the fuck out. I love it because that is a phrase that would never... I would never even think to say, but Kelsey was like, it's stupid because they use neutral tones. And I'm like, it's stupid because the content is stupid. It's I mean, both. like Kelsey feels both, yeah. but like, I would never think to right. say. I mean, the neutral like, colors are going to put you to sleep. They really are because if you're going to go with like yellow, beiges, browns, like all that. And then like when he comes out with like the purple, I understand like you're but, trying like, to be like a clown, but like that's also Cesar Romero type of like clothing it's like the original 1960s batman yeah filling choker when you have that it's not you're gonna physically make people tired like i feel wow, maybe like, that's why we're so tired maybe i don't know i mean also this is stressing me the fuck I out know. so i mean you're gonna you're not going to wow anyone it's okay to have the 70s in color because the 70s what you're looking at the 70s through a neutral and that like beige tone that's what pictures look like that's what tv yeah. looks like yeah you're we're, you, we have to remember that even though that was a big color scheme like the mustard yellow contextually we're looking at this in real life you're not right. going to put a film in gray tones from the 1920s if you're doing like a historical film you're going to put them in color because 99% we have color now yeah, and 99% of people see it in color. And if we're putting this through the Joker's perspective, we're saying that, is he colorblind? Like, we're not... No. Which is, makes no sense. Be, well, I mean, the outfit he chose, you would think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, like... <laughs> but... Keeping it light. Keeping keep it, it light. light. Keep, it, keep it fresh. Um, but with those neutral tones, you're expressively stating... He is a neutral character, which he is not. He right. is a villain, right. and he is expressly stated as a villain and not an anti-hero. And there are definitely anti-heroes within the Batman DC universe mm -hmm. that you can definitely like expand on and make this like gray area. Joker is not a gray not area character. He's not one of them. No, he's evil. He's a bad dude. He's a he's bad guy, okay? <laughs> God. He kills people because he likes it. Like, right. it's not... There's, I really don't feel, I mean, again, I don't read DC comics. I'm not a, I don't read the Joker comics. I don't know. We're not DC people. We're not, mm, you are, but like more DC TV than you. Yeah, but, only TV. But. Because they've got gays. That's really all they've, that's, that's really true. all they got going yeah. for them. <laughs> Go see CTV you. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, to me, it's creating this hero for people that are lacking someone that reflects them everywhere if that makes any sense at all so i always 
like when we get a really good like backstory on a villain so that we can really understand like their motivation right. and their characterization and like, how they got to this point and all of these things. But there's a difference between explaining their backstory so that you can really understand their motives so that it's believable, it's realistic, like that you can understand and you can make a connection to them yeah. and glorifying them. Exactly. So like this is more glorification. This is glorification, which yeah. is different. So like Maleficent. Ooh, bring let's, it back. Let's do some little connections Ooh. here. Um, <laughs> the connection episode. Um, but like... So from Maleficent, they built a backstory where, like, you could see why she took specific actions. Yes. And she wasn't like, I'm going to go kill everybody now because I'm pissed or because I've been I mean, wronged. She was like, I'm yes. going to kill specifically you, which, like, should we kill people? No. Do you have another choice in that kind of movie? Not really. I yeah. don't see a justice system happening in a Sleeping Beauty film. <laughs> They're fairies. They, it's a kingdom and he's the king. What are you going <laughs> to fucking do? But, um, so there's a difference between that and, like, I have been bullied, therefore I'm going to kill everybody at random. Is not a good thing you want to put out in this current day of age. And that you just shouldn't put out... In general, at all, but yes. I mean, at all. And you need yeah. to be careful. Very. When you're creating a quote-unquote good villain. You know what I mean? Like, you can't glorify and excuse their actions. Yes. And that's like, what this, I feel as though this film is doing because they're saying like, oh, because you're bullied. Yeah, because you're bullied, you have every right to kill the person that's been bullying you. No. The person bullying no. needs to stop bullying, and then yes, they need to be reprimanded, Emotional but not. Yeah, and there, it's. I mean, I don't know if that's, if that's what's making it so good or why it's so bad. I mean, I mean, the fact that we're having this conversation, it's like, okay, well, then maybe there's a little bit of little little bit of substance in there, because we're having this conversation on toxic masculinity. However, however, we are not the rest yes, of the audience that this that is going to appeal to are not, are not. exactly. Exactly. That is the That's issue. the big issue is the fact that the people that are gonna relate to that are gonna relate to this or that are gonna like make those connections to right. this and aren't gonna stop and think gonna, about the extra steps that Kelsey and I are. Yes. They're gonna be like, Oh, it's so good because I felt that way. And Which sometimes is so scary. I wanna kill people and it's, it's so like so scary. No. <laughs> no This is bad. You you don't like Carl We Carl. don't kill people. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's another one. Beam. Um, um, yeah, like, it's like your trauma and your past does not excuse killing people. Absolutely not. And I, mm, huh. and I feel I know. like Kelsey and I are like we got, filled we got, we got with we got rage. The, energy. the energy's back. The energy's back. The guys. lemonade's kicked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and especially because it's like you know he. He has spending time with his mom when she's taking a bath, and he got on yeah, the show. Yeah, what an opening! I was oh, like, "What the God. fuck is happening?" Um, I was like, "Excuse me, I listened to Heath Ledger when he spoke. I think you died when he was a child." Yes. <laughs> um, the the fact that you know he's having like happier moments in his life. He gets the girl, the pretty girl. He gets on the show, even though he bombs, and it feels as though the stuff is going to be taken, quote unquote, taken away from him. And that's his retaliation is that, you know, this has been taken away from me, which, you know, in our day and age, I guess that's what white straight cis men are feeling is that these options are taken away from us. Wow. And, and you said that I'm going to die. And, <laughs> um, and that's how they're going to connect because it's like, this is, even though it, nothing's being taken away from them, we're just bringing, opening up options to have more of an equal... Equality doesn't lead to oppression. There you go. Because of the fact that we're just bringing up the people, we're using an equitable stance to bring up the people that have not been brought up before, aka everyone who's not a straight white cis man, essentially, in most contexts. Yep. And we're just bringing up to your level, and that's what it's seeming to me. It's like, it's feeling like everything's being taken away for this man, and that's why he's retaliating. And it, that's why I think that most straight white cis men who are reviewing this film are or making this film, film like you, Todd Phillips. <laughs> we're calling you out. <laughs> um, 
are are like praising it and I really don't think that I mean yes it could be cinematically nice I mean there are certain shots that are like really yes. good and like, like him going down the stairs yes. so it's like a good shot like but technically but also good filming doesn't mean it's a good film exactly no 100% crash that one fucking best picture for some reason. I'm still mad about that. That happened over 10 years ago. I was like, Kelsey, I don't even know what film you're talking about. Um, but we don't need to talk we about don't it right now. It's okay. Um, and then especially, it's, I mean, it's the writing. And you're saying like, oh, it's this stance about like toxic masculinity. No, it's not. No. You're adding to the, mm -hmm. the you're adding fuel to the fire. It's trying to be, the movie's trying to be a hot take, but it's not. And it's just adding to the muddled sense of not knowing how to approach this idea. And I really- I'm gonna flip this table over. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, I understand, but like, please don't. I will, I will. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. And it just, ugh. I'm, the only thing that I was like, came out of this like, wondering plot wise was I was like so is this all gonna be pre-villain or are we gonna see like the tipping point and then like the first time he kills somebody or like yeah. what's it what's gonna come I think us? tipping point because I don't know that point I don't know if the tipping point is gonna be like the cliffhanger ending or if it's gonna be like you get to like so if the tipping point is that his mom dies like you'll get to that like yes <laughs> let's say absolutely let's say six eighths of the way in. Ooh, that's a that's very specific. What is it like now? A little over three quarters. Like <laughs> all the way into the movie. So I'm interested to see how far in. I don't think it's gonna be that far. So my question is, I think is it gonna flashbacks. be? That shut you up. <laughs> shut up, Kelsey! I had a prediction. No, You're no, probably no, no. gonna be right. Let me hear your prediction. I apologize. Can I please hear your predictions? <laughs> so I wonder if like the film is going to be like all of this hardship, all of this hardship, all of this hardship, all of this hardship, and then like his mom dies, and then like in the very last little bit, then you see him really start to like yeah have a really hard time, and then um and then like kill his first bunch of people, and yeah. then it's like the end. Yeah, I mean, like, I cut to black. yeah, just just. <laughs> just <laughs> you died. Done. <laughs> Credits roll. Um, for me. So I'm interested to see if that's how it goes, or if he's, if his mom's gonna die in the middle. Like, cause I think it'll. I think. It'll I be. think that we're gonna we're gonna open to him kind of on his down down slide, mm -hmm. um, oh. where he's getting like beat up by the kids. He's going to therapy. It's not quite working out. Not under like therapist is not. He feels as though his therapist is not quite clicking as to what he's feeling, even though he still has the, no, I think the girl goes a little later when he's having a little bit more success. Um, he's on the bus getting chastised by this woman um, for laughing or talking to the, the her little daughter, presumably. And, um, and then he got shut down at the TV variety show that he didn't work out well. So I feel like that's all like a downtrodden, like work, like mm -hmm. system. And then his mom dies, probably like a quarter or a little bit more than a quarter way in. And then that starts his like transformation that he's kind of starting to get sick of it. He's starting to have these thoughts that, oh, let me put on this face because everyone else seems to be doing it because the government is doing something and people are wearing these clown masks because of this. Um, well, I've been talking and I completely forgot we were recording. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so they're wearing these clown masks because they're saying like, oh, you're the fool, yada, 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 which is also a meme currently online and Twitter. Um, and to say like, you're the fool, but he's like kind of almost reclaiming that mask of saying, yes, I'm the Joker. And that... Um, uh, that starts his descent into villainy, and then he'll probably like lose his job or something, and then he will, because he went on TV, and then he'll rob a bank, and then like that's where the movie ends, and he kills some people along the way. So if I predict that movie correctly, someone will have to owe me like twenty five dollars. 
If that's somebody, it's not gonna be me. No, I never said it was gonna be you. It's okay. <laughs> Random Venmoer. And if it, I end up being correct, then I also would like $25 from the random Venmoer. <laughs> Does that mean we have to see this movie? No. Oh, thank God. Um, so I, um, do you have other thoughts? No. Okay, I have like one other thought. That's so like, fine. besides I h- hating like the glorifying men and villainy, like I hate when like, like, um, you've got bad and inaccurate descriptions of mental health. Yes. And that's what also worries me about this film. Yes. Uh, the Like, the, you don't get a ton from the trailer. You get some, you but get not a some, ton. But I feel like... And it's like... You should probably be doing that, the description of mental health from the trailer, even though it's kind of part of his, like, yes. origin-ish story, but it's not at the same time. But it's like, mental health does not equate to... Villainy. Necess- yeah, to villainy. But it doesn't also equate to, like, necessarily instability. Yes. Like, the Joker has. Like, so it's like, people with depression and anxiety can still function day to day. There's high functioning and there's low functioning. Yeah, and there's, like, mental health is so, like... Per person. (laughs) Yes, and there's such a wide range. Yes. And, like, combinations of things that could be happening that could lead to certain things. But it's not like, oh... If you go to therapy, you must be crazy. Yeah. Like, which is a bad thing to say because then you're putting shit on therapy, which will stop people from going, I feel like. Being like, oh, therapists are wrong. It's like, no, stop being Scientologists. Therapists are okay. (laughs) Okay, if you're listening Uh, to this, therapy is completely fine. We all go to therapy. And if you're, you know, a little bit younger... And you're like, should I go to therapy? If you're go asking, to therapy. You're, if you're asking that question to yourself, go to therapy. There are a bunch of different options. If you're on college, you can definitely you know, use, use your um, your school's resources, which is wonderful. You can, um, if, if you're, you're younger than college, you can go, pre- go to your, your parents. School. Let your yeah. parents know if you're younger. It's you have to well, be vocal about this. You can but also, also use your school's resources if you don't want to use your parents if you don't want to go through your parents yes but schools often are the best place to go for free or much 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 lower cost right forms of mental health um resources and supports you're an adult and you're like thinking about therapy 100 go for it um check your insurance if you have any if not i use better help um this is not a sponsored ad at all, I think it's wonderful. It's extremely affordable for what I am receiving. Um, and I really think that if you watch this movie, I think it, and you would start to agree with a lot of the concepts being said. I, I then, yeah. then what you have to do is, like, after you see this film, like, so after you see any film, you kind of have to go and make your own judgments and decisions and, and, like, thoughts about it. With films like this especially that are kind of, like, kind of leading to some moral gray areas or that's what they're it's trying Trying to lead you to believe you really have to go and sit with it yourself and be like okay I liked this part because it was interesting to hear about but then also reconciling that with yourself of like that's not what I think but it was interesting to hear how they explained his characterization how he got to that point and all of those things there are certain things that are you I don't want to say you can because I'm not the decider on what you can and can't like. But I feel like there are certain things that I think are okay. In my personal opinion, I think are okay to like about this film. And I think Mm -hmm. there are certain things that are extremely... And this word has become very problematic. But the word problematic applies. Um, And I think And like inaccurate. Yeah. And inaccurate, problematic, kind of all under that umbrella of terms. And I just don't want to be near it at all. And I know it's going to be at the Oscars. It's already getting awards buds because of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. And I'm sure that it's great, but I have no interest in this film at all. Or, like, promoting this film at all. Right. Or just promote it correctly, at least. Promote it for what it is. Promote it with, like information right 
So obviously. How about you? Are we going to see this film? No. And that's just us. You know, yeah. that's just, that's our opinion. That is Right. And some people might be like, the Joker's really been so interesting to me. I really want to learn more about right. his characterization and how they're going to portray this and how they're going to describe this and like how this could be different from other things. There are reasons why certain people may want to see this film and that is fine. That is fine. And we're not going to degrade but, you for seeing it because that's your own choice. Right. As long as you are not getting to the point where you're like, oh, Joker was actually making the good, right decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, check yourself and, like, relax and step back right, a little exactly. bit out of the theater, go into the sunlight and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Joker murdered a lot of people. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's not an antihero. Walter White is an antihero. To a point. <laughs> Joker is not. Um, the end. The end. Let's do some business. Alright, so if you want to talk to us about Joker, let's hear your thoughts in a very critical and constructive way. Yes, absolutely. Or if you want to talk about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Um, Does your dad also watch Maleficent every time it's on TV, <laughs> or is it just my dad? Is your dad just a shining star in this story? Wow. He's special. Um... Please email us at too many trailers at gmail.com. That's T W O many trailers at gmail.com. And if you want to reach out to us with any shorter things, do you have good memes? We love a good meme. Oh, we do. Um, you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at too many trailers. So just like Kelsey said, T W O many trailers. Um, you can find us on iTunes, so like Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Google Play, uh -huh. Spotify, oh, yeah. Overcast, Hell yeah. and Anchor. Our hosting and sponsor for this episode, Anchor. thanks Anchor, <laughs> Anchor, where to perform your podcasts. Anchor, where to post your podcasts, host, uh, whatever. Post and host. <laughs> Hostin' hosting. We need to go to bed. Yes, um, it is late. So, but you can always uh, rate us five stars, leave us a written review. Um, that helps more people find this podcast so that everybody can hear uh, some breakdowns of different movie trailers. Yes. Um, and before we end each episode, uh, I just have a little thing uh, to say is don't judge movies by their trailers. Leave that up to us. Have a great rest of your whenever. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Kelsey also just saluted. I don't to know you. why. It was fabulous. So uh, <laughs> take that with you. Take it to heart. Carry Hold it with you. Hold it until next time. Until next time. Bye.